So she essentially all that last year had prep, huge massive race. Prep, huge massive massive yep. race. That was her two, or you know, her her two separate two races. So it's just she net like you said, she never got any kind of momentum. She never got any kind of like running style going. You know, like it was just like just felt all very behind schedule the whole year. Yep. Because she was. <laughs> there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that she'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horse is all line up at the post. Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Park, Saratoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com For all of your bets RacingDudes.com As good as it gets What is up? I'm Jared Welch He's Aaron Halterman It is not Thursday Saturday, May 27th And this Splinkers off What's up, man? Yeah, kind of a cool uh, show today for us As we do a, a Saturday show Of course, the big racing on Monday So our normal Thursday uh, situation was not going to work. It's going to be cool. We're going to do some uh, handicapping of those races at Santa Anita on Monday and one at Churchill. But the big thing is uh, there's racing going on around the country as well. And we'll kind of update you on that as they break from the gate from the Soaring Softly Stakes at Belmont. That's right. Uh, who'd, you like, who'd you pick here? I liked the four. Um, I liked the four. I liked the three, four a little bit to move yep. on in a daily double and a pick three. Uh, the favorite is the one who got bet down to even money for Chad Brown. We'll see. Uh, three, four kind of in first and second here as they turn for home, but things can change quickly on the turf. We know that. Yeah. I, with, with whenever the other Clement scratched, who I thought was going to be tough, yeah. obviously. I thought the four, I'm with you. I kind of like the four. Four looks like he's in a great position. She's in he does, and the one is under a lot of urging. Now, let's see if the one responds a little bit here. The three fourth kind of dominated the race. It seems like one, either the three or the four is getting to the wire first here. It looks like the four is going to take over. Hopefully, he's got a little bit of kick, and uh, yep. that'd be a really good way uh, to keep rolling in this uh, pick five. And now we've hit the pick three and uh, the double. So that's good. Very good result there, and a winner as well. Four, three, one. It looks like that. Dude, I, I looked at that one for a while because I thought <clears throat> that one. I like the four. I like the three. The four, three. God, I paid ten to one. That exacta, dang. And I really like that exacta too. Um, I thought the four, but I, I just didn't have enough trust in this race um, to kind of key on an exacta there. But those were my top two for sure. But in a five horse field, it's hard to believe in a five horse field you can you can get, somehow get ten to one on an exacta there. Uh, I mean, it was a situation where they grossly overbet the Chad Brown horse that didn't have any numbers to back up the betting. And, and that was kind of a, a, a weird situation there where the favorite should not have been the favorite based on the numbers. That doesn't happen very often. Usually people really bet the numbers. But yeah, Chad Brown uh, horse in that situation. I keep saying Chad Brown horse, Lady Beth, the name of the horse, uh, just really didn't have a number that, that could beat the three or the four. And then lo and behold, it comes in four three one, and the four three like ran that way the whole way around. Like it just yeah. they were just better than everybody else. It wasn't even they that controlled close, the so. race, no doubt. Um, all right, yeah. So we are uh, we're live. I can probably count on one hand how many times we've actually had a a, a blinkers off on on a Saturday. Um, so in all the years we've been doing this, so it's kind of fun to be able to go talk racing. Um, obviously, the reason we're doing this. Uh, we waited because uh, Monday, the holiday uh, Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day on Monday, uh, big racing going on. We didn't know the cards on Thursday, so we thought, let's just wait till Saturday. We know the cards. And uh, the, it kicks off the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series here in North America. So it's been going on a little bit uh, internationally, but we're kicking off things with the Shoemaker Mile at Santa Anita. Um, it, it's, it, I, I don't know why it surprises me. But it always surprises me whenever this race sneaks up because then it like 
it's always that race between the Preakness and the Belmont. So the Triple Crown is sort of fading away. And that's obviously what we've been focusing on for, you know, five, six months. And so now it's like, oh, shit, here comes the Breeders' Cup. And next thing you know, it's going to be November uh, for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy when this, like I said, when this one pops up, it's like, that's right. Breeders' Cup's <laughs> coming up. Yeah, let's not rush it, though. You know, you got Breeders' Cup uh, winning your races for that Belmont card as well. And then after that card, it really gets going uh, big time. So we're kind of in that two-week in-between period. And so it's kind of nice to have a big Memorial Day, uh, you know, day of racing. You know, it used to be the Met Mile that would they run on Memorial Day at Belmont. And, uh, of course, they moved all those big races that had that big super uh, day for Belmont Stakes, and now though Santa Anita has done a good job, kind of picking it up and saying, "Okay, we'll take over this Memorial Day uh, card." So I love it. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the card at Belmont on Monday is going to be pretty good as well, uh, just not for the big stakes horses, but for the New York Reds. Yeah, a lot of New York Red racing all, all day on on Monday um, at Belmont Park. But yeah, the, we have a good racing uh, at Santa Anita. Um, we're going to talk about a race at Churchill Downs on Monday. Uh, but we're not going to talk any Triple Crown uh, for the whole show, really, until right now. And have you, as we are kind of in that middle ground, definitely feeling like we're taking a pause here. Definitely feels like we're getting kind of reloaded with these horses pointing to the Belmont Stakes. Forte kind of deciding, well, he didn't decide, but they decided Forte may run now in the Belmont. He had to work Tabit Trice. I don't know if you saw that work yesterday. I know you're not a work guy, but he looks really good um on the track I, i'm sitting here thinking we may have a little bit of an opportunity here if if you like tap at trice because whenever you thought well surely that's going to be the pletcher horse in the race and and that's probably going to be the um the horse you know the favorite now forte joining the the likes you got to think he's going to be bet as a favorite here because it's forte it's interesting, Richard Migliori, they broke down the workouts today between Tapa Trice and Forte, and uh, Migliori said, look, I, I am all over Tapa Trice in this race. He said, I, I thought the work was was fantastic. He, he thought he outworked Forte, who obviously was the next day, and he said, I didn't have anything wrong with Forte, but uh, I thought Tapa oh, Trice was just fantastic. So that's from you know, a guy that's seen a few horses work in his lifetime and have been on more than a few. So um, Migliori really liked that Tapa Trice work. Uh, look, it'll be interesting on Forte. It's going to be tough. Let's not forget, he hasn't ran since the Florida Derby, and now you're going to go all the way from there to a mile and a half Belmont. I mean, that's a lot to ask. It's probably not ideal. It was interesting as well on This is America Day at the races, uh, Migliori and Acacia. Courtney, we're talking about, or Acacia Clement now, I guess I should say, we're talking about, uh, you know, she was she brought it up, she's like, Tapa Trice was so bad in the Kentucky Derby, I'm really leery of him. And the MIG said, look, I know when horses, I, I know the look of a horse that hates kickback. I'm telling you right now, his biggest problem was he hated the kickback. He said, once that kickback got in his face before that first turn, he quit. He's like, he, he said the same, and this, this was very nice to hear. Cause he said the same thing we said, he said he was in a decent spot. And when he got that kick back, he stopped. I don't know if he knows what he's talking about or not. Like I said, it's been a guy I've been around horses for a long time. He said, I'm not worried about him all. It was the kickback at Churchill. He'll be fine for the Belmont. So take that for what you want to take it. Yeah. I mean, uh, anytime a guy like that, you know, obviously knows a lot more than we do in terms of how a horse looks and acts and things like that has been on the horse for horses for a long time. You got to take, I like, I like the MIG too. Um, yeah. He's a solid, he, I don't know if it's about a solid handicapper sometimes, but he's solid at a now a given analysis of the horse and how they run, how they look. Um, yeah. I just feel like it's going to, it's kind of like you, everyone's all, we're all excited for tap at trice. Belmont's his race. The Belmont's his race. Everything kind of unfolded. Even, even though, you picked him. We picked him in the, in the Derby. Like we definitely believe that before, like the, a, a really a, another strong situation or strong possibility is he has trouble in the Derby. We've seen it before. Mo Donegal is, is the most recent example and then comes back and, and runs really well in the Belmont stakes. And, and I think Forte kind of jumping in there when I fully believe this is on, if it was up to Pletcher, we wouldn't be seeing the horse in the race, but because of uh who owns the horse there they want to run in the belmont of course won the belmont last year um for Rupoli. and uh you know you, i just think that we're, we're gonna have an opportunity here whereas maybe he would have been 
the favorite at like, gosh, I don't know, two to five, eight to five, two to one, five to two. Now you're going to get three to four to one on them um, because Forte and, and not just him. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a race. It's it's it, at least it has a chance of being a hell of a race. Lots of horses pointing to the Belmont Stakes, and I do believe there's enough question marks now, at least seemingly question marks about Tabitha Trice because of how bad he looked in the Derby to where you are going to get a price if you want to play him. Yep. I, I think you're going to get a price on whoever you want to play in that race. And I, I haven't even thought about making that decision yet, but it's, it's definitely uh, going to be a, a, the best of the three. Uh, you've got 13 horses under consideration as of right now, say Forte is there and national treasure is there and Tabitha Trice is there. And we get eight other ones that are on the list best race we've had yet for the triple crown series. Right. But as long as you get those horses that are highly uh, profiled type horses, like I mentioned, and then you just get enough of the rest of them, it's going to be better because we haven't gotten that in the first two legs of it. Of course, the Derby was just a total disaster with scratches and the Preakness really, you know, the scratch as well. of first mission even hurt that race. That was already not that great. So uh, the Belmont could be, the best of the three, if we can hold this field together for the first time in this triple crown series. Well, not to mention, you know, like we, we had the you know, resurgent or the return of uh, Mr. Bob Baffert last year or last week, uh, of course, coming back and winning the Preakness. And now he's kind of making his name known in the triple crown. And so now he's going to reincarnate, might run the race um, uh, as well as your horse there uh, or national treasure and Arabian lion. So uh, there's a lot of Baffert potential. Shawty says, beware now. T. I mean, Anytime you have Baffert enter the race like this, you got to, I mean, it's concerning, you know, as far as playing, if you're trying to beat that horse, right? We saw that with National Treasure, a horse that, you know, not exactly the, you never thought he would win the Preakness, let's say, four months ago. Um, yeah. But when Bob Baffert enters a horse, you got to take that to account. Angel of Empire, Brad Cox, of course, hit show probably as well. I mean, lots of horses in here. It, if you win this thing, um, and Red Route 1 goes longer than he ever ever gone. Maybe he can finally win a race. Hobbs have been going mile and a half. Uh, two fills, maybe. I don't know. Like, it, it definitely feels like you're going to have your like your pick of the litter. Like, you, whatever you like, there's going to be no issue with the price. Unless it's Forte. I, I don't – I'd have a hard time playing Forte if he is bet here, bet hard. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he is bet. But, yeah, like I said, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. And on a really good day of racing, and, and again, I – this is kind of becoming the best day of racing out of the three triple crown yep. race days, honestly. And uh, Churchill Downs probably doesn't want to hear that, but the Belmont has been just as good as the Derby a lot of these years, but the uh, undercard races have been better, even if the Derby's been a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. And look, having Baffert back, I mean, he, he wins the Preakness right right off the bat when he can come at, when he can come in there and win it. And now he's got three potential horses. So. We'll see. Maybe maybe he goes two out of three here in this Triple Crown series. We'll find out. Uh, two weeks out here from the Belmont Stakes. And, yeah, I agree. I cannot wait for um, not just this race. It's nice to see a, a Belmont Stakes that looks decent on paper. Uh, but on top of that, the, fil- the fields for the undercard are usually stacked. And from what we've seen, I mean, the Met Mile might be the race of the year, um, depending on who's going to – who it looks like might show up for that thing, Taba being one of them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's one of those days of the year. It's, uh, I always tell people it's like the breeders cup into the summer, um, because it definitely feels that way a little bit. The Travers obviously has that feel too. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge card. We will have the Belmont betting Bible out soon, um, for you guys to go ahead and get pre-purchased and we'll obviously be playing that, uh, in two weeks. All right, guys, uh, let's get to it. Today's show, we're going to preview and get picks for Monday's holiday Monday's $500,000 shoemaker mile at Santini Park. It's the first 2023 Breeders' Cup Challenge Series winning your event in North America this year. Win. Then we're going to get some rapid fire selections uh, for the remaining graded stakes action at Santini Park and Churchill on Monday. Let's go. You look and you look at the Met Mile the last several years and how that race has been and who's ran in it. It's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's it's a, it's always been, but it's even I feel like it's even more so. It's like it's a stallion making race for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a big time race and 
you know, you've got the you get the big Philly race, you get the big uh, sprint for the boys, you get the sprint for the girls for three year olds. I'm saying, I mean, it's it's really it's really been good. And they they, they make it a three day event there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three days have big races. And yep, it's going to be fun. The divisions start to really come together and then Saratoga Del Mar and then it's almost Breeders' Cup time. What I like about it, and not just the Belmont undercard, but also the the Travers as well. Like they definitely, I mean, they're really good races. They're really good grade one. So of course they attract really good horses. And a lot of people don't like to play those days sometimes because it's too chalky. Where me, on the other hand, I love playing those days because I feel like you can pound your opinions. And uh, you know, if you if you're right, you can you can turn a you know eight to five over a three to one into big money. Or if you play a chalky pick three you can still make money um if you play it the right way so yeah i, I particularly love these kind of days and uh i'm already looking at hammering some of these races so yep. and they're off in the shoemaker mile all right let's go to monday santanita park this is race seven on the card the shoemaker mile stakes grade one 500k for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf Field of 11 <clears throat> shows up for this Breeders' Cup, the first of the of this year in North America, the Breeders' Cup Fan Duel Mile, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup World Championships at Santa Anita Park, November 3rd and 4th. So, of course, staying put there at Santa Anita. And, dude, it's uh, – I don't know about you, uh, but this race – this race, and we'll talk about the uh, the gamely here in a second, which is before this, but this these two races for me were – I was all over the place. I, I, I really had, it's had a tough to get a feel for this. You're looking at a, a very wide open field of 11 where the, the favorite and, and based by the odds, John had the same thoughts. Seven to two is your favorite on number two, Hong Kong, Harry, but four to one on gold Phoenix, six to one on DeJour, five to one on exalted, uh, you know, eight to one on salesman. Where are you going? What do you think of this race? Yeah, I was between three horses here. Uh, I, I debated between three of them. I, I did go number 11 salesman on top because I thought we might be able to catch a price here. And if this horse is the goods, we're going to we're gonna get a very uh, you know nice price on him that we probably won't get again. So I did go number 11 salesman on top. I think the resume is pretty darn good overseas. Mandela gets the horse, which I think is interesting. Ramon Vasquez jumps on. I think that's good. I, I really like uh, salesman. So I put him on top. I'm glad to see he's at 11, or excuse me, is at eight to one. Uh, talking about the number 11 salesman. I also put number two, Hong Kong Harry in second. I think this is a solid horse who's getting back amongst his friends after really running against tough races the last couple of a uh, couple of races uh, away from Southern California. Uh, but Hong Kong Harry ran pretty good last time out of Churchill Downs. Said back at home, that's going to help. And then I have number three, DeJour, in third. So I went 11 2 3, hoping uh, we get every bit of that eight to one price on salesman. Um, I, I assumed Hong Kong Harry would be the favorite. That's why I tried to, uh, at least on the win end, go elsewhere. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you <laughs> I think you kind of laid it out in terms of how wide open it this race feels like. Because um, everyone you mentioned is a horse that I took long consideration with. Um, you know, gold Phoenix was one that I like, or I liked, but I also feel like I can, I want to try to beat him, um, here, especially considering he'll probably be every bit of that four to one or lower. Listen, Hong Kong Harry for me is one horse that I want, you want to like, I just, I've been, a, the last couple starts have not been awesome. And I get that it also it feels like the class level is just a tad too much for him at, at the at the grade one level, and uh, and and maybe he will he'll prove me wrong here, but I think you can play against him at seven to two at least on top. I I went with on top. I went to the number three du jour um, at six to one. I thought the price was right, um, in in a race that he's one of those horses that he's it feels like he's gotten better now, but he's also one of those races horses that can throw in some from stinkers you know mm -hmm. so he did that a little bit last time he went off as a favorite in the american and, and he just kind of ran in place the whole stretch didn't run like he did the race prior in the kilroy where he you know he got beat by gold phoenix but man he ran a nice race he's one of those horses that i do feel like he, he runs his race um most times in five starts at Anthony. he's got two wins two seconds at this distance he's got six starts two wins 
and uh, three seconds. So it's like he's all over the place in terms of, you know, he runs well. He's one to me that that uh, makes a lot of sense on top. I also really like the six, Exalted. I think this is a horse at five to one. That makes a lot of sense. Three starts on the turf, the last three, all wins, and all very impressively as well. You know, I talked about DeJour, who ran kind of in place that last time out in the American. This is a horse that won that race. He came off Lasix that time. Didn't didn't bother me. He's off Lasix again here. Um, the workout workouts look good when Hernandez and Peter and team up. They're hitting over 50%, which is just, is just wild. Um, so I really think the six has got a big shot here. I, I wouldn't be against playing a three, five exacta or three, six exacta. Um, as I do think, um, they will be dangerous. And how about this? The eight, I'm a little bit interested in the eight Cabo spirit at 15 to one, you know, ran the maker's mile last out, you know, modern games up to the mark. She has prayer, uh, all in there, all probably better horses, or at least very, you know, modern, a couple of them are better horses than what's in here. So if this horse, I would be surprised this horse could get a piece of it late. Wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, not a bad horse at all. There, big number, uh, I, a horse that I'll probably toy with putting in like fourth or fifth. We'll, we'll see uh, how deep I end up going here versus the other races. Uh, that'll be a decision for tomorrow, but yeah, I, I do like the eight a little bit. Uh, I I've been looking at that horse quite a bit. What do you, I mean, I remember back, back in the day, you know, we had a, when we had that big cash on DeJour and American turf at Churchill Downs, you know, he kind of had that streak there where he wasn't very good. Um, but then it came back to Bob Baffert and, you know, what wasn't good initially has gotten a, has shown that he's gotten a little better than I think he was. Now, do you think that perhaps what happened last time is he was a little too close to the pace that he wants to be? Yeah, I, you know, I think that's a lot of it. I, I think this is a horse that has always since that, uh, what I want to, how do I want to phrase it since that, uh, you know, the continuity got broke of Baffert. Right. And then we had to go somewhere else and we're back right. and forth. I, I, I feel like the horse was pretty consistent until that kind of volatility happened. And then he's kind of, that's what he's kind of been. Right. But I do think last time out for sure, it's like, yeah, that's not really his preferred running style. And I think we'll get back to that a little bit uh, better uh, in this race, especially with Saez jumping aboard. So I think it was a yeah. horse that was pretty damn good, kind of got screwed up having to change. And, and now we're just kind of trying to get him back to that top form. But if he shows up with his best, I think he's going to be tough in this spot. Yeah, and it feels like we might get some pace here for them to run into um, with a few of these horses that like to be forwardly placed. And it it feels like he needs to make, you know, like that, that race, he, he looked in a good spot, but you kind of look at the times ran, they ran 22 and 46. Um, and he was right there about two links off of it. He was, he, he typically he's like, you know, eight links off of it. You know, he, he likes to be further back, make a big run. And the problem is, is that, ha that those haven't been good enough, right. To do it. Like yeah. he runs his race, but he runs second. Um, and that's concerning if you pick him on top, but it, it, if I do think he's getting better now with the kind of back to Baffert back to kind of where he wants to be running. Um, and so I'd hate to not have him at, well, I don't know if you're going to get six to one. That seems kind of nutty, but, um, maybe you get four to one on him. I'd hate to not have him. Cause I do think he's, he's good enough to win the race. Now, let me ask you, is there, is there any horse in here that, you know, it, it's a long way. <laughs> We're a long ways out from the uh, the FanDuel mile, but is there any horses in here that have any interest of you that, like, not only is this horse could win here, but, you know, maybe this horse could be, like, really good this, this summer and, and have a legit shot in the Breeders' Cup? No, not at all. Um, I, I I think, you know, the one horse that will make you pause with that question is what if Salesman comes over here and he's just – He's just kind of a monster compared to our horses. I mean, we've seen that happen before. I don't really view him as that type. I don't think he would, he's going to be a, just a monster, but he might be one, but the other ones, we know what they are. Right. Yeah. And we know that they're not going to be good enough unless they really improve to a, to a level that I couldn't really predict them to improve. So no, I, I don't see anybody coming out of this and winning uh, the breeders cup mile unless salesman is just kind of a, a unique horse compared to these, these in here. And again, I, 
I don't think that's going to be the case, but that'd be the only way. Yeah, I don't like. Um, I think it's more of a situation where I I, I wouldn't be surprised if. What's how I want to put this? Like, I don't think that it's a race that um, you're typically seeing horses come back and win the Breeders' Cup. Let's put yep. it that way. Um, do I think though, like, especially considering it is at Santa Anita this year, I could see where like uh, they run, they run second, third, fourth, somewhere in there. I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be surprising. We saw Smooth Like Straight get second last year, um, or two years ago, whenever that was um in the breeders cup uh yep. mile and then won or won this race prior you know so i could see a case where this whoever wins here is you know is not awful in the breeders cup but you know even like raging bull won this race you know three years ago whenever that was and didn't win um at the breeders cup so you know it's just one of those races that's too early i think uh to kind of have a, a good feel on a like a beast divorce i would agree with you that if there is one, because it's just because of the unknown factor, it would be your horse, the 11. Um, but past that, it just feels like it, even if like for me, even if like Hong Kong Harry wins or gold Phoenix, it's like, are you really going to trust them at the breeders cup? I mean, unless they turn into absolute monsters, I, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, I, I don't know if modern games is coming back over, but even if he's not, there's other, there's other horses that are going to come over and tower over this group. And that's not to mention our, our horses, right. Who probably there's three or four that, that are a little bit better than these, these horses. We've seen it. Hong Kong, Harry came over, you know, over to the, the Midwest with Churchill Downs and, and also, uh, you know, at Keeneland. And it's just like, not bad, but not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, definitely good, good betting race, hell of a betting race, yep. but maybe not going to have the superstars that could go on to win the Breeders' Cup. So for the pick of the race, Halterman, give me give me your pick. Give me your cold exacta. Well, I think I'm going to go 11-2. Um, I don't think you have to play it cold, though. I think you can box it. But 11-2, that's my top, my top two horses. All right, I'm going to go... Uh, we go three six. Um, I would be. I would consider boxing it as well. I, I would look at this. This flip it and do the six three as as well because I do think that could go either way. I don't have a. I don't have a super. So I mean, I think that's a good opportunity to talk a little bit about like when you don't have like a super strong opinion. Like you do have an opinion, right? But it's not like, you know, I love playing cold exactas. That's like my favorite thing to do. But it's hard to play a cold exacta in a race of 11 that you don't have like an extremely strong opinion on. So in that case, it, it makes sense to try to play, whether it be boxing it, whether to play, you know, you look at the wheel pays and say, okay, the, the three, six pays $20, the six, three pays $25. And so you can kind of gauge how much you need to bet on each of that, that kind of combination, or if it's the two eleven or the 11, two or whatever, that's the way I think you should do it. Um, don't get sold on one horse and, and think that horse has to win. Um, instead, try to get a little bit creative because I do think this race could go. I mean, really, dude, I, if you look at this race, there's probably, I mean, 11 horses. There's probably like seven or eight that if they won, you're like, yeah, I could, I, I'm not that surprised, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's hard I, to kind of press a, an opinion in this race, but instead, you know, try to, try to hedge it out a little bit. So I got the three on top du jour. You've got the 11 salesman. Yeah. I, I think as I've, you know, really honed in on the playing the exactas and how I like to play them that just, it's not a, I mean, everyone should know this, but it's not, a, it's not like an exact science. It's not like you have to play this exacta this way every time. It's like sometimes, sometimes a box makes sense. If you like to, or sometimes like I would just laid out or sometimes it's, you know, today I hit an exacta where I really thought this horse would run second because he dis- he runs well but not good enough, and I really like two horses on top, but I couldn't decide which one was going to win. Right? I just I, I I I felt good about the second place horse. I wasn't sure which one would win out of the first two, and so I played two over one, and you know it came in. One of the horses didn't run at all; the other one won. And so it's like when you to me you kind of have to be. Uh, versatile with how you are kind of 
playing these races. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, it. Look, you 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 craft your opinions, then you look at the will pays and make sure that you're making a, a wager that makes sense, right? Like, don't box two horses in an exacta if the exact is paying three dollars each way, right? Right. Yeah, if it's paying. 15 and 18 go ahead and yeah. box it it's not gonna you know it's not gonna hurt you you could you gotta you gotta make wagers based on the wheel pays basically oh you have to and even in my case of this laid out like if that if the wheel pays were but like both of them like four or one four to one or something then to me i'd rather just press my opinion and be like listen yes. i'm if i'm wrong i'm wrong but it's paying four to one if it's paying 15 to one then no yeah like you said like i can give away a little bit of my profits if i win right because of the high potential payout versus like you're saying if it's three to one well first of all it's hard to even want to play a three to one ever um as far as the will pays go but if you if you do just press it you know just and, yep. and you can and to me i can live with that um you don't have to bet as much for one and and you don't you're not boxing you're not playing you know a hundred dollars you can play fifty dollars or whatever it is so um yeah for me that's the way to do it all right time for rapid fire presented by OG handicappers. What's up, guys? JerryWaltzRacingDudes.com. Have you ever cashed a huge bet and thought, man, I wish I had a t shirt to commemorate this victory? Now you do. That's right. Maybe you cashed in on a mutter. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Look at that. A mutter. You got that. This is the apparel you've been waiting for. It's finally here, OG Handicappers. That's OGHandicappers.com. This is the face of horse racing apparel. It's not only horse racing. They've got golf. They've got lifestyle, casinos, cigars, bedding. You name it. It features all your favorite. Look at that. See, so cashed in on the front runner. Of course, it went gay to wire. You know what? I need a t-shirt for this. Boom. You've got it, OG Handicappers. OG Handicappers has a vibe for everyone, and they even now have ladies' apparel. I'm thinking about getting some ladies' apparel for the, you know, for the Tinder girls. Let's bring them over. Here's a shirt for you. All right, OGHandicappers.com. Look at this. Get the uh, exact. Maybe yeah, cash in on a huge exacto. You know what? I need one. Or maybe you're the best, the favorite of the family. Grade one bread. That's it. That's what you need. Follow them on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to their store at OGHandicappers.com. Get yours today. Use promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, at checkout for a 10% discount. That's OGHandicappers.com. Go get it. Yeah, there you go. I got one on right now. Um, Alterman, our, our, our Mariners uh, and Pirates game is not going to start it off well for us. No. No, not well at all, but listen, it's early. <laughs> it's early. Uh, Alter and I both have the Pirates. They're down 3-0 in the, what is it, top of the second. So, yep. bottom of the second, I don't know what it is, but it's not good. Um, anyways, let's go earlier in the card at Santinita on Monday. Race 5, the Gamely Stakes, grade 1. We're 400K for Phillies and Mares, 3-year-olds and up, going 1, 1, 8 miles on the turf. Field of 7 lines up here, and you got 9-5 to five on the 3, Queen Goddess. Um, obviously had gone and won uh, at the Pegasus. Did not run well next out last out. We were against her that day, so it worked out. But are you committed to landing on her here? You know, she's back home. She's ran well there. Is she? Can't she get back in the winter circle? I think so. Um, I, I think she catches a field here that that makes a little bit of sense for her to kind of get back into that winter circle, like you mentioned. I didn't get as creative with this one. I did go number three, Queen Goddess, on top. Uh, you know, I was picked an eight to one in the Shoemaker, going nine to five here in the game late. I, I think she's going to be a little too tough for this field. Saez here once again. Uh, Via Reggio, that's the horse I put in second. And I think if anybody's going to beat uh, number three, Queen Goddess, it could be the number five, Via Reggio. Uh, this horse looked pretty darn good uh, last time out. I think will improve. Brennan Walsh bringing this horse to a grade one off that allowance win at Keeneland. So uh, give me the three on top. Give me the five in second, and uh, we'll see. I, I may use the five uh, in the pick four, pick five. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. Like, I went into it with a pretty sour taste in my mouth. Like, it wasn't, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, we played against her last out. It worked out. That was a race with um, in Italian. We didn't, you know, without the pace, but hurt her, it did. Um, 
so that race was was bad but and so i went into this race thinking i'm gonna beat her i'm gonna try to beat her i'm not even looking at her and next thing i know i'm circling the race you know i'm like i i like the five and then i like the six and then i kind of like the one and then, you know then i was like you know what like i can't even put my like i can't even get a horse to to beat her you know what i mean so ultimately i was like you know what i think i'm overthinking this she's back home she's three and three starts she's got two wins and a second at santa Anita. she likes this distance i think she's gonna be tough you know I, I you look at that race who she was up against you know how that you know in italian obviously ran like a monster um just we knew it going in and it turned out that way it just wasn't her thing but prior to that i ran really really well of course winning the pegasus um was kind of the highlight there i think even if she runs back to the race before the pegasus she'll be the one to beat here so i think i overthought it a little bit i'm going with number three queen goddess as well i think uh i, I do think yeah michael you like i wouldn't if the problem was i couldn't find a pick a horse that i was confident in but this is a horse that's probably going to be very singled and so if you can try to beat her all i mean i'm for it it's just i couldn't get there with the horse um to try to beat her yeah it's again you're gonna have to take a shot in my opinion would be a reggio and hope the horse really improves all right let's go a couple races uh later race eight the hollywood gold cup stakes grade one 400k for three-year-olds and up going a mile and a quarter field of six and you've got the bafferts the bafferts dueling four to five on defunded eight to five on country grammar um, really past that, Senior Buscador, I guess, is the other one, five to one. That's the only ones that are making any logical um, sense or have odds that are below, uh, well, shit, 12 to one. So um, four to five on Defunded, eight to five on Country Grammar. One, do you think that's, you know, how John, you know, the way John laid that out, do you think that's an idea of how they're going to be bet? And two, which one are you going with? I do think that's how they're going to be bet. You you look at this from a pace standpoint. Defunded certainly looks like they have a pace advantage. Yeah. Uh, you look at this race from a you know form in the United States. Defunded seems to have that. You've got Country Grammar coming off a, a bad race in Dubai, and now we're back pretty quick. So I do think Defunded's going to be the favorite. I went with Defunded as well here. I, I think this horse is going to be pretty tough to beat. I mentioned it in the beginning there. The pace situation really favors Defunded in this spot. I feel like he's coming off a very nice win. He had one race at a mile and a quarter, uh, two races back, and you know got beat by uh, Stiletto Boy and Proxy. You know, two horses that honestly yeah. in this group right now are pretty good, but only got beat three quarters of a length, facing a much easier field today, I think, than that race last time out. So. Give me, or excuse me, two races back, I should say, in the Santa Anita uh, handicap. All right, give me defunded. I think Senior Buscador makes sense in second. I really do. Uh, you look at the race last time out for Buscador at Oakland. He ran behind those same horses that I'm talking about, and also Last Samurai. Mm -hmm. It get beat three links, so there's the difference between defunded and Buscador. Probably three links, but I do think he'll come running. I love that Saez jumps aboard. I think he's the horse to put in second to kind of spice up that exact. So I went four two one in this one. Yeah, you also got to think too, like, and I mean, obviously, I know they're you're always trying to win, but at the same time, size is going to give this horse every opportunity. Like, I feel like you, you might get a, a situation where they're okay with running second with the two. You know what I mean? So that you know the horse shouldn't have every opportunity to get up. And I don't know, like, I get it, like. You know, like Michael says, it's a cold 4-1 exacta. I don't imagine that it's going to pay great. And two, I hate country grammar. I just, like, I, I get it. And I, he definitely, I mean, that's he's just a, I don't mean it like, he's a good horse. I just, he, I never can get him right, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, he's a frustrating horse to play because I, I picked him in Dubai and he was awful. I, I'm against him, you know, in certain other races and, and he wins. I really thought the funded last out was... The best race of his career um I, you know everything kind of went you know he was a heavy favorite he should have won he did win but everything went wrong you know he missed the break he was he went the tactics for him completely changed and he came running late showed a, t a new dimension that day and i thought ran incredible so you know i like the fact that you have that versatility now a little bit with him um doesn't necessarily have to be on the lead but i do think he will uh will kind of inherit the lead here 
Um, I'm with you, man. I, I actually, I, I really wanted to talk myself into picking Senor Buscador. Couldn't get there, obviously, but I don't hate the idea of playing a 4-2 exact to cold. Um, and this might be one of those situations where the, the exact is small field plus the heavy, you know, favorite. You're not going to have a situation that you're going to have great payouts. So this might be a, where you have to pound those exactos and just hope. If you're Michael and you like the 4-1, uh, pound it. If you like the 4-2, pound it. Um, and obviously, any other way, uh, depending on who you like, pound that. But yeah, I'm with you. Defunded. I think this is a... He's an interesting horse from the older male standpoint. I, I don't... He's he's exceeded expectations, I think. I think that's safe to say. Um, with what kind of where where he was then kind of like what happened you know you and i were big on him in the pat day mile that was gosh what was that 21 2021 um had a bad trip we were on him again in the firm didn't win you know like crap this horse sucks but you know in the last like year last eight ten months he's been he's been a lot better he he is just simply gotten better with each start almost i mean that's such a cliche but that's kind of what you could say about him he was not really a candidate of mine to be some kind of beast or or really go long but here he is and yeah i mean he just keeps getting better so uh here he listen he's probably the most consistent of these older horses so yep. i mean and that's saying something because these these this crop is kind of strange right now these older horses so he just kind of runs the same every time, and if it's good enough, he wins. Last five starts, he's had three wins that were kind of blowout wins, and then the other two have been a second to in the Pegasus, where he ran great. Art Collector ran massive that day, and then he even finished third, um, just barely beaten, like you mentioned, that last one, the Stancing the Handicap to Stiletto Boy and Proxy 2. Pretty damn good horses, uh, I believe, as well. So, yeah, he's he's been a very solid horse very consistent horse look for him to win on monday all right let's go to the final one here let's go to churchill downs on monday race eight the winning color stakes grade three 225k phillies and mares four-year-olds and up going six furlongs field of six shows up here and we get to see uh the girl echo zulu back at four to five your favorite here do you trust her off the long layoff if not who are you going with yeah, that is the question. I mean, this is a long layoff for her. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think they would rush her back, though. So I, I do think they've got her ready to run if, if if they've got her entered. So I went with her on top. Kind of the boring pick is to do that here. Uh, I've kind of debated on what to do elsewhere when it, when it comes to what's after her. I really like the number four last leaf to kind of maybe get up and get a piece of this thing. I thought she ran pretty well last time out behind Frank's Raquette. Of course, it's very good at this uh, sprint uh, level right now for the Phillies. I'm thinking five, four, four, five. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, with the odds of the five. But I do like last leaf. I have her in second. So I went five, four. Yeah, you know, dude, like you, uh, that's, that's a really good horse to pick there. And because I, I do... The, the more I looked at this race, I thought, especially off the layoff, you got to think that the five Echo Zulu will be pretty keen to go. But like four of the six horses in this race have speed, you know? And so I'm wondering what, you know, Echo Zulu showed last time out that, you know, where in the Bridge Cup Philly Mare, like she kind of, she ran off of it. And she typically is on the lead, but that day she was decently off of it. Um, I kind of wonder if they might sit off the speed a little bit. The six shows speed a lot as well. So it'll be interesting to see if the five is, is speed to speed or if they do try to kind of rate her just a little bit. I think the four is the most logical winner if it's not for the five or the five doesn't show up or if the five gets burned out. The four showed last time out, you know, got beat by Frank Starquette is a pretty good horse, um, but showed that kind of that off has that off the pace kind of grinding style. You know, runs well at Churchill Downs, likes his distance. So I do think the four makes a lot of sense either to win um, if you don't you don't want to play the five or, you know, five, four, cold. Five, four, six for me is what I would play the cold try. I think the six might be a kind of go and then maybe she fades off a little bit, but holds off for third. But yeah, I do. I do believe I am going to pick Echo Zulu just because I do think, I mean, she's 
our class level is far and away above anyone, anything in this field. But yeah, I am a little bit concerned about the pace. Um, and she's one for sure. Like, of all the horses we talked about, she's definitely, you got to think. I mean, Aspison's got huge, you know, get her back to the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint. I would think that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And you would think she's got a big shot at it. If she, if she can come into it a lot, you know, with like a normal season, you know, she's never really had that normal season. She'll run for three or four races and then yeah. you don't see her forever. So hopefully this is step one. You got to think he's targeting those Saratoga races, uh, you know, later on in the summer with her, uh, you know, similar to Jackie's warrior, but the female version of those races. Well, what's interesting is she had a normal season and it's, it, and it's almost like they're doing it again a little bit. They, she had a normal season as a two-year-old yeah. and, you know, but she didn't start till July. Um, and of course, was was awesome at the Breeders' Cup. So you might think with what they're doing is okay. We we start her later in the year. We start her basically in June, um, and then hopefully, by, you know, keep her sound throughout the summer and get her to the Breeders' Cup in one piece. So yep. um, let's hope that happens. She's a solid horse. She's a fun horse to watch. But number five, Echo Zulu is my pick. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were pretty against her. I, I want to believe last year in the Breeders' Cup Philly mare, she ran. She ran really well, especially considering the trip. You, you know, you kind of thought she'd be on the lead, and she wasn't. And um, of course, Goodnight Olive won that race, and we know yeah. she's a she's a monster. But um, I thought Echo Zulu ran really well last year, all things considered. I, I did too. I thought she was fantastic. Um, you know, like I said, it's hard to challenge a horse like Goodnight Olive when you don't have that. You know, normal kind of lead up to the breeders cup and i'm not talking about one or two races i'm talking about a you know a, a season that kind of builds to it yeah i mean she had if you guys don't like her running lines were so weird mm-hmm. you know last year she ran she ran she won the breeders cup juvenile then we didn't see her again till the end of march where she somehow won over hidden connection that day in the fairground oaks then went to the straight to the kentucky oaks after that didn't win finished fourth and then we didn't see her again until the Dogwood in September, where she won by five, and then went straight for the Breeders' Cup. So she essentially, all that last year, had prep, huge, massive race. Prep, huge, massive, massive yep. race. That was her two, or, you know, her, her two separate, two races. So it's just, she net, like you said, she never got any kind of momentum. She never got any kind of, like, running style going. You know, like, it was just, like, just felt all very behind schedule the whole year. Yep, because she was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that makes sense. Uh, what we got here? We got any any racing about to go off? Uh, we've well. got the ninth of Churchill Downs, an allowance for three-year-olds. Um, but, you know, there's nothing really big going on right now. It's it's such a quiet day for a Saturday. Uh, Churchill yep. will have a, have a stakes next. But as of right now, pretty pretty quiet. They're loading here in the ninth at Churchill Downs. Who did you like? Well, we need the two or the eight uh, to to go on here in a couple of pick threes. Uh, it's been a huge day at Churchill, especially with the early races. I uh, had the pick five and some some pick threes and doubles, but uh, late race need the two eight or late sequences, I should say, need the two eight here to get get through to the next. All right, yeah, I like the two um, here as well. So. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll see. If we'll, we'll call this race as they, so we can see if we can get this thing home. Well, Churchill uh, been really, really good to us today. So hopefully this can continue. Two eight would cash a double as well. So we'll see. You know, it, we did so well in the Derby at Churchill. Like imagine, you know, we just carried it forward here. Yeah, that's what's frustrating. I didn't do anything different today than. <laughs> Any other day. So. so the break, two's in the lead. You got two, one, uh, eight sitting there fourth on the outside, sitting in a good spot. Two's going to roll away with this on the front end. Let's see if how fast it went, though. Valley to Peaks needs the six. Six okay. is in last, but they seem to be going pretty fast, uh, Valleys to Peaks. So we'll see. Uh, the six. Uh, Here comes the eight. 20, yeah, they're moving. 21 and... Yep. There's the eight. The eight looks eight two. Come on, run, run away with this thing. The two's well, got the two I'd has more horse left. I'd look out for the three here. 
Thought he made a pretty nice move. Oh no, this Tuke is just running. This I was going to say the two had something put away. They ate. Here comes the eight to try to take another crack. It's not going to be anybody else. It's going to be the that's, two or the eight. Uh, yeah, we got it. We got it one way or another here. So the eight would pay about three times as much. Come on, eight. Oh boy, Gosh, two ran monstrous. Get up there, Saez. Got it. All right, we'll take yeah. it. Twenty-one and seven, forty-five flat. 109 they finished, but 45 flat and that two. I mean, that two ran huge. Huge, huge race. Um, that's a big if you're playing the rolling doubles on the Rockets, that's a two hundred dollar plus double. Wow, that's big. Five to one with a five to one. Um, let's see. We had it five times. Let's see here. Hold on. Uh, yeah, two twenty three thirty five. That's that's a big one. That's great. I mean, it's just been a. It's just that just adds on. It's been a huge day at Churchill. Yep. I mean, we said it. It's been. <laughs> it's one of those days. Um, makes racing. That's what makes what we do fun. But it also makes it really frustrating when you're awful at Churchill on Derby Day, and then you can't miss. You know, you, every horse runs exactly like you thought it would <laughs> today. <Yeah. laughs> So uh, a horse trained by Darren Miller, who was, who was uh, born and raised in Verona, Missouri, the, the town next to us. So um, gets Luis Saez aboard. So that's a good sign when a little barn gets a guy like Saez, you know, um, that the horse is probably pretty decent. There you go. So uh, got another church. So you got 11 races on the car. That was race nine. So you got two races to go. The stakes race is coming up. Obviously, we have been red hot at Churchill, so make sure you go to racingnews.com. Go check out the Churchill picks um, for the last couple of races here on Saturday. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com. Uh, remember that Belmont Betting Bible will be available soon. Probably look for that in the next couple of days. Um, get that pre-sale going. And, of course, it uh, will all be about June 10th at, the, uh, at Belmont Park. For Belmont Stakes Day, the entire card will have picks, analysis, the exact bets we're going to play. We had a huge Preakness card, uh, plus like 74, I think, uh, percent ROI. Uh, just We just absolutely thrashed it. Had a huge $500 exacta um, that really made the day uh, there as well. So looking to keep that rolling in the Belmont uh, Stakes Day. So get, keep an eye out for that Belmont betting Bible. Make sure you go to racingdudes.com, not only for on our site, but to, on our Twitter page at, at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, everything you listen to podcasts, we are on there. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show as well for all their analysis and opinions. Halterman, final thoughts. Uh, you know, we got a big weekend uh, or big Monday coming up. And of course, after that, we'll kind of re-pivot back to the Belmont Stakes. Yeah, everybody have a very nice weekend. It's uh, nice to have a long uh, weekend. And so it's, you know, everybody be safe, have a good time and enjoy the racing uh, the next couple of days. And especially on Monday, going to be uh, Monday's going to be like a fr uh, Saturday for us. So uh, going to be a big day. So everybody have a good time this weekend. And like I said, one more week and then it's Belmont Stakes week. And uh, so, yeah, we, we got a lot going on. Uh, we're gonna be very, very busy the next couple of weeks. Well, Shotty, listen, I'm disappointed you weren't here for the show, and I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a full write up from you after you listen to it. So make sure you actually did listen to it. So give me the notes, and uh, we'll we'll just we'll talk about it afterwards if we can still call you a fan or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and everybody have a good uh, Memorial. Uh, weekend, dude. I actually, this, I'm glad you're sitting down. You might be surprised. I played nine holes of golf last night. Wow, I know, right? I, I got wow. out there. I might go play again. I, wow, I, that's nice. Shot, shot, I was, I was, I was minus one through six holes. <laughs> I hadn't played since October, and I was like, holy shit! And then the wheels kind of fell off. We, you know, it got dark. So I was like, I don't count the last couple of holes, but did you, where'd you go? Uh, out of Millwood. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, played by myself and, uh, had the old beer cart lady had hooked me up with some beers and just kind of jammed out to some music and played golf. It was fun. That does sound like fun. Yeah. 
I don't know. You got to join me next time. I think I might. Yes. It was, that uh, sound good. it was, uh, you know, it felt like I was like, it's so hard for us to go out and enjoy, you know, real, <laughs> real life things. Yes. You know, everybody, uh, everyone, you look, all our friends are at a lake or something right now and we're at home watching racing and, you know, talking to you guys. So <laughs> it's like, every time, if I get an opportunity to be like, Hey, I'm going to go, I don't have to mow the yard. I don't have to do like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play golf. And so let's go do it. We could do we could do a live stream of the golf course sometime. I mean, congratulations on being normal. <laughs> yeah, my shoulder hurts a little bit though today, right. so probably have to ice that tonight. So yes, it's age age is caught up to me. Yes, so you know you're getting old when you do simple things and like your store for your store for three days. So yeah, yeah. welcome to being old. Uh, you're turning forty here pretty soon, so I, you know all about that. That's right. Let's see. June, July, August, September, October. Six. I got six months. I got six, six months, months of life left. left. Of your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shadi. It's uh, it's uh, what I've noticed with me. How it works for me is like when I have my boys, because uh, it's like because we have like you know we we share them fifty fifty, and so when they're here, it's just full on. I mean, we go. It's like one thousand percent on, as anyone with little kids knows. And they're two little boys and they're full on boys. And so it's like my body doesn't feel anything for those days over with me. You know, you're just in, you could be tired, you could be sore, it doesn't matter. You're in survival. Then when they leave, it's like, you just go down <laughs> and you just like kind of melt over. And you're, you, then your whole body feels it. You're sore, your back hurts, your neck hurts. You're like, shit, man. Like, I just feel like I was in a car wreck. But no. You just had three days children. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it is a little bit kids age. Yeah. Dad bod and the gray man. If you can't, it's hard to see. You probably see a little bit, but man, I've, since I've had kids, I've turned like 5% to like 28% gray. So at least my hair is still here. It's not, it's not going away. Yeah. Super. That's, Yes. I feel like super dad sometimes, but <laughs> you gotta be. But update, by the way, this blinkers off. I'm just I don't want to spoil. I mean, let's just say we might have a trim going on for the next for the next blinkers off. So oh, there you go. Gonna have to lose, have to come up with a new bet, but it's it's getting long and it's hot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna cut it completely, but it will be trimmed. Yeah, I mean with the, the heat. The heat is that's that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's uh, and it's just yeah, when it's hot and you're outside and you like got like grass clippings in it and whatever you're mowing the yard, you're like this is this is a this is a little much. So yeah, <laughs> dial it back. I'm not in the biker gang or anything, you know what no. I mean. So <laughs> I can't. And let's be honest, I'm not ever going to be or look like that. So <laughs> no. uh, let's just let's just. Uh, I see. I don't want to wait though. I don't. Tabitha tries to lose his beard. Goes. Um, I I don't want to wait two weeks though. I'm ready to. I'm ready for. We can do something if 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 he if he wins, I will. Uh, I'll shave it completely. I'll like Halterman shave it. So there not let Halterman shave it, but it'll look like Halterman. Right. The clean shave. I like it. So there I like you go. It. Or I, yeah, I could do a. If 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 he wins or loses, I could I could just keep a stash. I could have to rock a stash. So I, I've the boys don't want me to shave. So which is funny because they they're like full on board with it. So I'm just gonna I'm not gonna tell them. I'm just gonna show up one day and be like, remember me? It's you just tell them, hey, it's my life. Piss on yeah. you. Well, I would say quit running my life, but they do so. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Jared Welch. Uh, he, yeah, he's, yeah, not the stash. I don't want to get police called on me. Um, <laughs> he's Aaron Halterman. Again, make sure you guys, uh, you know, the racing's just getting going the, for s- tomorrow as well. And then, of course, Monday, the big racing action with the Shoemaker. So make sure you stay tuned to get all our picks at RacingDudes.com. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next time. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets.
has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 